Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host Naomi and today I'm here with Holly. Holly, would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Holly Francis and I am a writer and I actually just recently self-published my uh, book Life Support Surviving Guillain-Barre Syndrome and I'm also a uh, strong advocate for GBS which is the rare illness uh, that I have gone through. Wow, thank you, Holly. And yes, um, I would like to acknowledge, so this is a chronic illness I have never heard of before. Guillain-Barre syndrome. So what exactly is Guillain-Barre syndrome? Yeah, so, and you're not the first person to say that. Most people have never heard of it. Uh, I myself had never heard of it either when I was diagnosed with it. So Guillain-Barre syndrome, it's a rare autoimmune disorder. And it's very similar to uh, MS, so multiple sclerosis. Uh, They kind of say it's MS's cousin. And uh, basically what it does is it's it's an autoimmune disorder, meaning that it attacks your own body. So basically your body sees an attack of some sort uh, and your immune system begins to fight it off. And that can be anything from common cold or flu uh, to surgery to kind of anything that it sees as an attack on the body. And the immune system begins to, to fight off that infection, uh, but then it, it incorrectly continues to fight, and then from there it begins to attack the uh, body. And so in the case of GBS, it actually begins to attack the peripheral nerves in the body. Essentially what it does is it causes uh, weakness and pain and uh, possible paralysis. And in my case, that's what I had. Wow. And um, so with GBS, um, what was the what was the rehabilitation process like when you were diagnosed? So it was a long, long process. When I was diagnosed with it, uh, it came on very suddenly. So prior to having GBS, I was completely healthy. I had just given birth to my daughter. Actually, I I was at home and I was recovering from uh, a C-section and recovering from childbirth. And uh, I, was, I was at home with my daughter adjusting to being a new mom and she was only three weeks old and, and you know, we were, we were doing really, really well and we were really happy and healthy and just excited about our future together. Uh, and then it came on very suddenly. So the first symptom was actually a tingle in my fingertip, uh, which is where the, the nerve damage was starting. Uh, and then from there it progressed to weakness in my legs and uh, eventually I had to go to the hospital because the pain and the weakness was, was so severe. I was having trouble walking. Um, I actually stood up in the middle of the night to go to my daughter and, and fell to the ground because my knees gave out on me. Um, so when, when I, this was all happening, I wasn't sure what was going on and I'd always been healthy and, and I thought maybe I had pinched nerves. So I went to the hospital uh, because the pain was so severe and I thought that I had, uh, had a very severe pinched nerve. And when I saw the doctor, he was uh, very honest and said, I don't know what's happening, but it's coming on very suddenly. We're gonna get a neurologist to see you. Thankfully, the neurologist that I saw there at the hospital had seen a case of GBS before. And so he he assumed that that's what that was. And he told me, I think you have Guillain-Barre syndrome. And like you, I had never heard of it before. And I didn't know what that meant. He explained to me what it was and basically said, it's an acute disorder, meaning that it comes on very suddenly and very quickly, and uh, we just don't really know how severe your case will be, but you'll need to be in the hospital to be monitored for a little while. 
So I was admitted to the hospital and from there things just progressed very, very quickly. So eventually the weakness spread up my body and eventually it spread uh, to my legs so that I could no longer walk. I was uh, basically bedridden. Uh, the process continued to spread, the pain got worse and uh, it actually spread up my diaphragm and affected my breathing until I could no longer breathe on my own. So it was within 72 hours of my very first symptom that I was actually put on a ventilator and put in ICU and basically wasn't really sure if I was going to survive. Wow. Wow. And um, I'm so curious with, um, with GBS, can it ever go away or do you live with it for the rest of your life? Yeah, so basically like, uh, after after you get through the hardest part, so for me that hard part lasted several months. So I was in ICD for almost three months, uh, completely paralyzed, and then eventually uh, it did begin to fade, and uh, I first started moving my fingertip. And so the rehabilitation was just basically re learning how to do everything again. I had to learn how to first breathe on my own, which was a long drawn out process. I had to do this all while juggling, you know. The emotional toll of not being able to be with my daughter um but uh, i eventually did get better and i i got out of icu and then i learned how to use my hands again and my body again uh, and just continue just really working really hard on my recovery and it was it was a challenge because i wasn't sure if i ever would get better if i'd ever be able to be a mother to my daughter or or get back to the life that i had before I was only 26 when this happened to me and so when you're young you think that nothing nothing like this is ever going to happen and you're you're healthy you, you just take it for granted and so this the entire time i just had this fear of not knowing if i was ever going to get better uh, but eventually i did and I, I eventually got out of the hospital after i learned how to walk again so i went home after about six almost six months or five and a half months uh, and my daughter was almost six months old and uh, from there, GBS, it, it, while it does, I mean, it goes away in, in terms of the fact that it, you're eventually like it's, it's done attacking the nerves, uh, but it does leave residual damage. And so since then, I mean, it's been 12 years since I recovered and uh, I still deal with a lot of residuals, uh, whether that's pain, I get a lot of nerve pain, random kind of nerve problems, just weird sensations uh, i can't regulate temperature i get very fatigued very easily uh, so i have to be very careful about not pushing myself too hard um, and then just kind of random weakness as well and put certain parts of my body that just didn't ever recover again wow um and so uh and so um since it's been it's been you said it's been about 12 years now since you uh uh, since since you've recovered um and um do, do you have any lingering symptoms of gps to this day uh yeah just mostly fatigue and nerve pain those are the two uh usually most common ones that people deal with and i find that that's kind of universal in a lot of chronic illnesses uh that people will deal with is is the fatigue so i think that's one thing that uh, i can relate with the, um people that go through whether it's multiple sclerosis or, or a million other disorders out there uh it's just the fatigue and, and that uh struggling to find enough spoons in a day yeah uh, so that's that's something that i really had to uh, learn 
learn to listen to my body, learn my triggers and in, in what sort of things really make my fatigue worse. Uh, what improves my fatigue as well. For me, I do find that exercise, even though it sounds so counterproductive, it really, really helps give me more energy. And so when I'm active, uh, I find that that's helpful. So it's just really learning what works for me uh, and, and what doesn't and knowing when to rest and, and not allowing to my, myself to feel guilty. There's been a lot of times, like a lot of trial and error over the past several years where I, my body just couldn't do what I wanted it to do. And I was, I mean, I was in my mid twenties and I'm thinking I should be able to be healthy to do all this stuff, but I wasn't. And I had to learn to not be guilt, not feel guilty. And if I needed a day on the couch to watch Netflix all day, that's what my body needed and that's okay. So it's taken me a long time uh, to get here, but I, I do feel like I've, I've really learned how to uh, treat my body well and, 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 uh, basically do what it needs to function yes um, I'm really inspired of like the way um, of all the ways you've learned to adapt uh, to your chronic illness um, is there anything else you would like to share uh, just you know what I've, I've learned over the years that I've, I've got these limitations on me and a lot of the times even through my journey when I was recovering um, when I was learning how to breathe when I was getting off the ventilator when I was learning how to hold cutlery for the first time when I was learning how to hold my daughter and just do like basic tasks and of course walking as well I think a lot of the time during that process I didn't really believe that I was ever going to be able to do it uh, but I promised myself that I would always try and I promised myself that I wasn't going to give up and I think that that's really played a part in my recovery and, and why I've gotten to the point where I am today is that I almost promised myself, you know what, I can always try again tomorrow. So even on the days that I wanted to give up on my recovery, or I wanted to give up on exercise or my physiotherapy, I would promise myself that I would just keep doing it. And eventually, you know, as the months went by and as the years get, went by, I, I got stronger and I was able to adapt. And so I think, I think my story just reminds people, you know, I, I've been completely paralyzed and I, I was I went from zero and was able to recover from that and was able to get back to breathing and doing everything that I wanted to do before that. And so I think it's just a really big reminder for other people that you know if I can do this, then so can you. Yes, Holly, you just brought up an excellent point about chronic illness. Um, you know, um, I've um, um with. With, with my own experience with uh with, with my chronic illness as well um I think I've I've come to find that uh being in the mindset of uh to, to not give up and to keep going and to keep trying is really what has I I, I and I really think like uh everyone listening here can uh can, can agree on if you have a chronic illness or some kind of other disability I think um we can all agree that um, being in the mindset uh, where we're going to continue to, and we're determined to keep going, we have the motivation to, uh, to not give up. Being in that mindset is really, really why. I, I, I think it's, I think that's a really, actually big, really big contributors to why we all survived what we survived. <laughs> Absolutely, I completely agree and I think I mean, and you, you should never give up on yourself and you should always just strive to better yourself and, 
and because you just don't know unless you try right and so you, you can't give up if you haven't tried yet um, and then I think another really good point um, while we're on the topic of, of that mindset is sometimes it's hard to find that mindset within yourself and that's why I think it's so important to reach out to others and if you're going through something especially with GPS like it was such a rare illness and majority of people had never heard of it and I was able to find this community out there of, of other GPS survivors around the world and that has made me feel a lot less alone. I've been able to connect with other people who understand what it was like to go through and then also motivate me, right? So to hear the stories of other people that have overcome what I have, um, that have gone through the challenges that I have, it just, it just, it means so much to be able to find that community and find inspiration. So whether you're going through GPS or you're going through anything, whether it's an, a chronic illness or even any struggle that you're going through, through in life, I think it's really important to connect with other people that have gone through it already um, or are also going through it at the moment so that you can kind of lift each other up. That's so inspirational. Thank you for sharing uh, su such a wonderful message um and yes i totally agree with everything you just said um it's it, no doubt like chronic illnesses and other disabilities are they're a challenge they're hard to go through especially if you have so many medical complications along with it uh and you're in a lot of physical pain but i think uh trying to really find the perspective like kind of what you just said uh trying to really uh, be, um, uh, trying to, to, to really stay in the mindset of try, trying really hard to stay optimistic. It's hard. <laughs> it is really it hard. Is. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you're not going to find that strength within yourself, but that's when you can turn to other people and, and sometimes it, you find that strength in others. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today, Holly. Thank you so much for having me on, Naomi, and uh, that your listeners enjoyed the show today, and I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you.